Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. My friend, colleague, and co-host, Christine D'Angelo, joined me on another episode of Keep Them Coming. Um, She is a Portland-based sexologist, and we were introduced to one another via Dr. Patty Britton, the mother of sex coaching, the co-founder of Sex Coach U, and I could not be more excited to be hosting a couple's intimacy retreat. It's happening. It's happening. Our 2020 retreat got canceled because, you know, the world fell apart. So it is now happening in Puerto Vallarta in April of 2023. We truly want everyone to feel like this retreat is for them. All right, we... We want you there if you are an empty nester, if you don't have kids yet, if you're the parents of littles, if you're the parents of teens, if you're heterosexual, if you're queer, if you're monogamous, if you're Bali, if you're kinky or if you're vanilla, we don't care if you've been together for two years, five years, 10 years, 30, whatever. All kinds, all kinds of couples are welcome. But we did go through some of the criteria that we're looking for for couples in this episode because we aren't we aren't taking just everybody you know I'm I'm not saying like you go through an approval process but we are looking for couples that are going to benefit from this retreat not not just couples who want to like throw some money at an issue or um, biggest thing we just don't want people to have a misinterpretation of what this is neither of us are therapists So this is not a couple's therapy retreat. So we do have a questionnaire. We're going to ask a few things just to make sure like, again, after you listen to this episode, you should have a really good idea about whether or not this retreat is right for you. Also in this episode, we discussed relationship prioritization uh, and the shame that can come from asking for what you want and how to be an interesting partner. And yes, very briefly, we did discuss the fact that I went to Las Vegas at the end of October and got married. If you follow my social media channels, you probably already knew that, but Matthew and I are officially married. I, oh, yes, of course I gush a little bit in this episode about how awesome and amazing my now husband is, but I mean, he's worth gushing over, Uh, but Sorry, not sorry, if that's not your kind of thing. But hey, like, what are you doing listening to a podcast from a sexologist if you don't want to hear stories about happy people, right? Like, um, I know I've got some single folks listening, but I doubt I've got any uh, single folks who wouldn't be happy for myself or for other people when they find happiness. Because hey, I'm rooting for you, you know? When, When you find your person, I may not know you, I may not ever meet you, but... Uh, My energy is such that I wish all of you listening the absolute best when it comes to your love lives, your relationships, your intimacy, but I, I hope you don't mind my gushing just a bit about this wonderful husband of mine. So there is no pitch article to look forward to in the November issue because it's the best of 
Um, I was nominated for Best Local Personality and Best Local TikTok, and I did not win. But I can, of course, say that it was an honor to be nominated. Um, I had a lot of fun. I, it's been a long time since I've been nominated for anything. So it, it, was, it was fun. I appreciated anyone out there who nominated me. I appreciate anyone out there who voted for me as well. Thank you. Maybe next year. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe by next year I'll have my book done and I could be best local author. Uh, I'm just trying to say things out loud to motivate me. I have been writing more lately, so I just need to need to keep going. But <laughs> uh, I really do need to hire my writing coach. Like I know who I'm gonna hire. I just uh, it's time it's time to set an appointment. It's time to make a payment because you know once you make a payment for that thing, like you follow through with stuff like. Once the money's exchanged, I will follow through with some shit because I ain't going to waste money. <clears throat> Ooh, that was letting my country accent come out a bit there. Anyway, so uh, let me get back to my proper radio voice here. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have a lot of upcoming projects going on in November. Um, big thing I am sharing this month is content about I'm having a hysterectomy at the end of the month. So do please join me if you don't already follow me on TikTok at Coach Kristen is my handle. I am doing a countdown to my hysterectomy. It's on the 30th, so it's pretty easy to uh, count down. As I record this, I guess that puts me at 21 days out. So uh, I'm just trying to explore some of the themes around this topic from multiple aspects. Just what am I looking forward to? What am I scared of? What what do people out there want to know about it? Maybe they, you know, need some more education about it. So I'm, of course, opening up opportunities for people to ask questions and to respond to those. Definitely have some comments that have built up that I need to spend some time replying to. And um, yeah, just providing a forum for people to comment, share, do whatever. Tell me about their stories and their experiences. I've got more than a few friends and relatives who have gone through a hysterectomy for various reasons and everybody's experience is different. And I also have some other friends who've had to choose other routes of treatment because a hysterectomy is not right for them. And it's been nice to see them having the ability to share their stories and, you know, the whole point I feel <laughs> of any form of social media is to be social, to share, and to help increase awareness and education. And hopefully if this series on TikTok about my countdown to my hysterectomy is providing that for people. So join me on there if you can. All right, check the show notes or visit rejuvenateintimacy.com to go to our website. And again, enjoy this episode with Christine D'Angelo and I talking about our upcoming couples intimacy retreat. back for another episode is my friend Christine D'Angelo. She's also a clinical sexologist and certified sex coach. Welcome back to Keep Them Coming. Hello, love. How are you? I'm great. You know, fresh off of my vacation. Not really a honeymoon. We're not counting that as a honeymoon. We're still going to take mm -hmm. that. But, you know, I just got married in Vegas. Yeah, you've got that newlywed glow about you. <laughs> I, I, it's going to be here for a while. I'm I love this man so much. Oh, I'm so happy for you. 
And I'm so happy that you get to meet him in the spring at our couples retreat. Yes, I can't wait. I've heard so much about him. And I've heard so much about your hubby too. So for the audience, Christine, you may remember from an earlier episode because early in 2020, we were supposed to take folks on a couples intimacy retreat. Mm -hmm. And we all know how uh, the world changed. The world had different plans. (laughs) So that (laughs) retreat got canceled. And Mm -hmm. hey, my life has changed significantly since then. I mm-hmm. thought I was just going to have to take a uh, boy toy as my plus one. I had one in mind, <laughs> but <right. laughs> but now I get to take my husband. That's so awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah. Me I think too. that uh, it's funny because when we were planning this in 2020, uh, we were so excited to go. I think it was supposed to be in Jamaica, right? Yeah. And since then, I mean, in hindsight, uh, so many people, so many couples needed a retreat at mm-hmm. that time or like something to help them get through quarantine together and like being stuck in a home together. Right. Yeah. It's just funny to think about that now. Oh yeah. You know, I, there are probably a lot of couples who were considering our retreat who have divorced now. Mm. But I hope that there's a fair amount of couples out there who were thinking about our retreat at the time and they figured some shit out because they had so much time to to talk and to think. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe they're one of those couples that reached out to us for coaching. They'd already been thinking about that because holy shit, people came out of the woodwork. Yeah, my private practice blew up, Mine which is awesome. Too. Yes, <laughs> right? Like it sort of feels weird to admit, like, hey, my business was thriving through all that chaos, but like. April 13th of 2020 was the date in which the, there were the most online searches for how do I file for a separation or a divorce? Oh, yeah. right. It took, what, was that three weeks in, four weeks in for most mm-hmm. people of lockdown? Mm-hmm. And they were right. like, I, think, oh, I know, I think when a lot of couples realized it was lasting beyond two weeks, there was a, a real uh, panic mode that set in, right? Yeah, absolutely. But man, I've also... It's been fun to see sort of the evolution for me as a coach of very early on, it was the, okay, we've been stuck in the house together and I love them, but I can't stand them. Or Mm -hmm. like, we're going to figure this future out. And something that he's kind of asked me about, like how, how much of your practice has played into the things that you have done or we have done. I was like, a lot, a lot, (laughs) a lot. Like Mm -hmm. I got to take my own advice. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Keeping the nuance mm-hmm. around is a very real thing, right? Just like Esther Perel talks about. Absolutely. Even though we are sex experts, we're, um, you know, relationship coaches, we're sex coaches. Uh, we still don't have it all figured out right in our own relationships. It's, I mean, that's what is for me really intriguing about working in the field of sexology is there's always something new to learn, discover, experience, uh, you know, individually and with your partner and that's never going to end. And that's, that's exciting for me. Same. Absolutely. <laughs> Obviously we probably both read some of those relationship books because it helps us in our practice, but I was actually just listening on, on this trip to, uh, Matthew phrase, this is how your marriage ends mm-hmm. and hearing all these things in there about ways in which couples disconnect from each other and you know, how they slowly let their marriages disintegrate. You know, I I was having to take some inventory and go, I've I've done that before in Mm. previous relationships. I want to make sure I'm really 
conscientious about not doing those things or, you know, also seeing like, wow, okay, that, that thing that we did before that I did before with the communication that really sucked. And I'm glad that I've learned to be better about those things. So I don't fuck it up again. (laughs) Right. Like I've had to learn some hard lessons in Mm. life to be successful with relationships and to help other people be successful with their relationships. But yeah, I, I kind of was thinking over the week about like how much of my personal experience, you know, has become the like, don't do what I did. Mm. You know, how much am I subconsciously trying to pass on that? Mm. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's definitely some lessons there that I had to learn the hard way that I think I'm just trying to prevent other people from doing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is difficult. It's a difficult position because sometimes those are lessons you just have to fuck around and find out on your own. Yeah. And, um, you can even reflect on that and be like, oh, someone warned me about this once and I didn't listen, you know, Mm -hmm. and then that becomes your lesson and moving forward. You're like, ah, okay. I can now correct moving forward in any relationship I go into, but also it's, it's a huge part of making a relationship work is working on yourself. Yeah. And making sure that you're putting in just as much effort as your partner in, you know, self-awareness, self-cultivation, but then also paying attention to that partnership piece. Yeah. And that is something that we're definitely going to talk about in our couples retreat. Cause even though it is a couples retreat, couples retreat, you're still unique individuals. It's two human beings coming together to make that relationship work. And people get kind of surprised when I say this in couples coaching that it's three separate entities. You've got one spouse, mm-hmm. the other spouse or partner partners. Yep. Um, and then the relationship, like the relationship is its own entire mm-hmm. entity. Mm-hmm. But so many couples, I think, see themselves as just being the relationship. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think that there's a sense of almost extreme unity where it's, Oh, we this and we that and and I go here with my partner and it's there isn't a whole lot of like a sense of autonomy. You 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 slowly kind of start to lose that when you kind of morph your life with someone else and uh to become one, you know, that whole mm-hmm, saying. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't necessarily agree with that, right? <laughs> you yeah. gotta uh creating a relationship that you love involves alone time. It involves um, figuring out what makes you happy as an individual and exploring that to the extreme, right? And making sure that you continue to do that throughout your relationship because it makes you a more interesting partner. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I work with a lot of people. Like one of the things that I specialize in is working with couples. And when I talk about this, there's this look of like fear, right? Because especially on the individual level, people have a hard time in general asking for what they want and need. And mm-hmm. this is an an especially hard area for people to ask for alone time because yeah. they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings. Maybe their partner is more sensitive and they're afraid of making their partner feel bad right? Mm-hmm. And you gotta, you gotta break free from that. You just have to, you just have to rip the bandaid off and say, 
uh, you know, even I don't, I don't want to hurt your feelings. This is not why I'm asking for advocating for this, but I need some alone time to explore some things that make me happy as an individual that's outside of my relationship with you. Yes. And even something as simple as just time in the car alone or time at home alone, Matthew and I were talking about this recently that because my office is here in town and he works from home, I get a lot more time away from the house and he's home here alone. I don't get much time here in the house to just relax and do my own thing. He goes out like on like every other Friday night to the game store, but he almost didn't, he didn't want to go a couple weeks ago. And I was like, no, 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 go. He's like, why are, why are you trying to like get me out of the house? I was like, I just had in my mind as I was planning my day that I was going to get to come home and relax, do whatever the fuck I wanted. You know, I could go downstairs and play with the cats and hang out with them. I'd be watching a movie. I could, you know, just do what I wanted without having to worry about you. And if you were enjoying yourself with whatever I was wanting to do, like, I just wanted to relax. And he's like, you know, you're right. You, you actually don't get much time at home alone. I was like, yeah, I can't just be here and just take a jacuzzi bath. It's alone in the house. You know, you're either in the other room playing music or you're downstairs watching TV and you know, I, I don't want to just ask you to be quiet, but yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes I just need alone time in the house. He's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. I get it. It's so healthy. So, very healthy, very mm-hmm. healthy. But when I talk to couples who I'm like, when was the last time you just went and did something fun by yourself and they can't even right. recall. I'm like, okay, that's our first assignment. Right. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's start with yeah. that. When I first start working with a couple, I pull out, I made like three Venn diagrams that represent three different kinds of couples. And the first one is major overlapping of those two circles. The middle one, there's a, there's a balance there. And then that third one, there's just a sliver of overlapping. And the overlapping is representing how much time you spend with each Mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. And that gives me a really great like, okay, starting off point, right? If you're not spending enough time together or um, you're spending too much time together, right? But if they choose that middle piece, which very, very, let's be honest, very few couples choose that middle piece mm-hmm. where there's balance, that that really helps me navigate and, and figure out the action plan for, all right, this is, let's start here. Let's start talking about the time that you spend together. I love that. I love that. You're right. There has to be an appropriate balance. You can't just have all alone time and all together time. This is definitely something we're going to talk about at the couples retreat and help people figure out a plan for that and, and really design it for their lifestyle. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, we're opening this retreat up to all kinds of couples. It does not matter your age. It does not matter your gender, but I know we're going to end up with a lot of parents there. Mm-hmm. And this, this was a point that I was like, oh yeah, we definitely got to talk about this in the retreat. Again, Matthew Frey in his book was talking about one of the important points that too many parents forget about is that truly your marriage has to come first. And it might yeah. sound harsh to say that your marriage needs to come before your children. Mm-hmm. But yep. that is, the, I think, the reality. It and, is. Yes. And yes. not in a gross or selfish way or in a way that it, in any way ignores or negates that child's emotional or psychological needs. Yes, we are not advocating for child neglect. Right, right. 
but we are advocating for the kind of relationship where that child looks at that relationship and understands that that bond is strong, that they understand that those parents love one another, that they understand that that's the sort of relationship they should then have. Because it can be bad for the kids if they grow up in a household where their needs are always prioritized because one day that bubble is going to get burst and it can be really hard for especially teenagers to suddenly wake up and go, oh God, the world does not revolve around me. Mm. And nobody else is going to cater to my needs 24 mm-hmm. seven beyond the setting your child up for failure mm-hmm. as a well-functioning young adult. Mm-hmm. Think about the relationship cues that you are implanting upon them to say like, you're going to, your relationship's going to be okay until you have kids. Mm-hmm. And then you're, the focus is no longer on you and her or you and him. It's going to be on your children. And your life's basically over once you have kids. Like I've heard that from people before that that's just their expectation. Like, Oh, we got to get all the fun in now before kids come because it's over after that. So sad when we hear people say that. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm like, who, who taught you that? (laughs) Why did they teach you that? Right. It's uh, it's, it's upsetting um, because it's all of it's preventable, right. Around awareness you know, relational education, um, putting a plan into place, being on the same page with your partner about that before you even have kids. And so it's not something that you feel like, oh my gosh, we're in crisis mode. Now, what do we do? Or, you know, it can even help you prevent the empty nest syndrome, the, the blues of an empty nest, right? Especially if you're, you haven't prioritized you and your partner and now the kids are gone. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Who is this person sitting next to me? I don't, I don't, we don't know each other intimately anymore. Yeah. Right. You know who's divorcing at the highest rate right now is empty nesters. Mm-hmm. Yep. So being able to talk about that, right. Learn mm-hmm. for yourselves why it's so important to prioritize your relationship above everybody else, everything else uh, can really make a significant change in your relationship and the intimacy that you experience together. 100%. Well, I want to take a quick break. So after the break, I want to talk a little bit more about who this retreat is for, why we picked this destination and some other fun things. So we'll be back in just a sec. It's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute. So stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. And we are back from the break. So Christine, I mean, I definitely get the the questions from people when I'm talking about this. So like, so, you know, my friend, they are just at each other's throats. And I was like, Ooh, please don't send them my information. Maybe here's a therapist friend that I have for them that they should go talk to, but let's talk a little bit more about who we would love to see at our retreat. Mm -hmm. People who uh, are in a relationship where there's a pretty, strong foundation to the relationship where there's there's a lot of love there's mm-hmm. a lot of respect there's there's good communication throughout in the relationship but maybe intimacy and sex is a part of the relationship that's difficult for them to talk about like there is a little bit of hesitancy there mm-hmm. um so 
people who this is something I look for when I'm screening my couples in the in the uh, consult call is like they'll say we're best friends. Mm-hmm. We we love spending time together. Um, I love this person so much, but we just really want to experience deeper intimacy and mm-hmm. and a connection together. Yeah, it's that but piece that's in there. The like I really love him, but we're kind of bored. But we haven't really been connecting the bedroom. Yes. But I don't know how to tell him that I want to try new things. Yeah. Oh, gosh. When I was in Vegas, I had a conversation with a guy that, you know, we're in public. So he's kind of like skirting around what he's saying. He's like, Mm. we've been together for 10 years and I love her so much. And we have such a beautiful relationship. And I just don't know how to like talk to her about the fact that there's some things that I I, want to try with her and things I just want to experience. And I just kind of looked at him and went, anal yes (laughs) (laughs) and I was like I can help you with that but also I've got this retreat but you probably don't need the retreat just to get your wife to try anal however (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it was just I had that empathetic like anal yes yeah I love how people look at you like oh you read my mind and you're like no I'm a sex coach I hear this all the time (laughs) yep yes a hundred percent and Matthew just died laughing. He just died. He's like, I knew you were going to say that. Before. <laughs> yeah. But it's probably because he's uh, overheard people ask me about that before in public. Because people will ask about that in public mm-hmm. more than you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, we're not. This retreat is not just to try to get couples to uh, explore anal. Right. Although if you want to, that'll be part of the conversation. But but the idea of you know people who have been together for a very long time, some of them feel like they've tried everything under the sun and they don't know what to try next. And others are like, we have had this core group of things that Mm -hmm. we have done over and over and over and over and over again. And they're either too scared to talk about some of those things that they'd like to try. They don't have the language around it, Mm -hmm. Um, or they're, they're scared of things like judgment and how their partners perceive them after that. Yeah. And also feeling some shame on their um, desires, their fantasies mm-hmm. and not really, I mean, sometimes this, these are things that uh, you, your partner has not shared with anybody else, right? Because there is shame around, oh, is this normal? Does this make me a pervert? How is my partner going to react to this? You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of feelings that can surround that conversation. Yeah. I think there's also when they're on their maybe uh, second marriage and there was a difference in what the sex was like mm-hmm. from the relationships. Maybe one was much more exploratory yeah. and you know, the, the next partner is not as exploratory and there's some feelings of inadequacy or mm-hmm. they're comparing themselves to a previous yeah. partner. So that's, that's real too. Mm-hmm. Well, and also what I see a lot happening in um, relationships when they start to reflect on how things used to be mm-hmm. like when they first got together I think that that's a that's a stumbling block for a lot of couples because they don't understand why things have calmed down and slowed down mm-hmm. and so learning about that learning about just the intricacies of how relationships work and 
the more you learn about it, the, the easier it gets to navigate this stuff. But none of us were taught about relationships, how to make them work. Right. Right. You're just supposed to go figure it out. But most people, especially in the intimacy department, uh, don't figure it out because mm. you can you can want and wish for a better sex life all day long. But oftentimes that can just lead you into a cycle of having the same conversation with your partner over and over again. And I like to uh, compare it to kind of being stuck in a uh, roundabout, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going, I'm, 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 I'm doing the right thing by moving forward, but you get stuck with just the same conversation over and over again. And I tell my clients, like, I'm here to help you find the exit out of that roundabout so that you know how to get out of that and meet that with action. Yes. Okay, yes. What's the action piece? Most people don't know the action piece, right? Exactly. So it can feel good in that moment to, to like reflect and say, okay, we talked about it. I feel better. I feel better having gotten that out three months down the road. Oh, here we go. Nothing's happened. Nothing has changed. We're having the same conversation. Like, now we're putting that into practice, right? Over and over again, you find that and then, then that's where you get stuck. Mm -hmm. So this retreat is great for couples who are looking for how to move beyond that initial conversation of, hey, we want a better sex life. Yeah. Now, how the hell do we do? It? How do we get there? How do we get it, right? So this retreat is going to provide you the opportunity to, to learn about this stuff, but then also go practice it with your partner mm -hmm. outside of the workshops that we're going to provide you, um, which is wonderful because you're at a retreat, you are at an all-inclusive adult-only resort, you don't have the distractions, it's going to be super comfortable, it's going to be luxurious, yes. you're going to feel great, you're going to have sun-kissed skin, it's going to feel so wonderful. Um, to not only be practicing this stuff with your partner, um, but it, it's going to feel like you're, you're moving the needle, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're pushing ahead and you're actually taking action on the things that you've talked about forever. Yes. yes Cause that you're, you hit it on the head there that there's so many people that just talk and talk and talk, and then they don't actually just go do mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. I love having those conversations. People like, you know what you need to do. You just actually need to do it. So helping people get an action plan in place when we're here and we're, you know, in their home environment is very different. Mm -hmm. You know, being away at a destination, being away from life and stress, kids, the, the all mm -hmm. of your stuff that you've got to take care of in your day-to-day -day life and having time away for the two of you at a beautiful resort. Like that's, that is actually a really important component. There's a reason that we didn't decide to do a retreat in Kansas City, where I am, or Portland, where you are, you mm -hmm. know, for couples to be able to come in and do a workshop with some time with us and then go home to their home base. Like the destination is with purpose for mm. sure. Yes. Yes. And when I talk to uh, people who experience responsive desire, uh, it's it's so important. So I, I usually start by asking them, okay, let's, let's reflect on a time where you felt like you had a really enjoyable, pleasurable, 
um, embodied sexual experience, right? Let's reflect on that. Let's pull out details from that. And then we start learning about context, why context is so important. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people with responsive desire, uh, one element of their pleasurable experience or good time had to do with being on vacation. Mm -hmm. Some sort of uh, experience of being removed from all responsibilities and just being able to focus on your partner, being able to focus on your experience, focus on the pleasure that you're experiencing. So the fact that we are doing our couples retreat at a tropical destination at an all-inclusive resort in Mexico was on purpose. Yeah. Yes. We know what we're doing. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And we do have it to where you can extend your stay after the retreat. You don't have to just come for the, the five days of the workshop, seven days is what research shows you need for a vacation to actually feel like you've got the right balance of both relaxation, um, but also not creating more anxiety for being away for too long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but seven days. So, um, that is available for you too. And I'm, I'm really excited about this beachside resort. Matthew absolutely loves the beach. He loves the ocean. He's a California kid. I'm actually more of a mountains person myself, but when I get the chance to stay at a beachside resort, I'm mm-hmm. pretty damn happy. Yeah, Break <laughs> out the caftans. <laughs> you have quite the caftan collection. I have to say, I feel like I need to, there's a gal here in town whose sister makes caftans. I feel like I oh, yes. Um, yes. See if I can get a couple. Um, I'm more of a bikini top and sarong kind mm. of gal. Yeah. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that too. <laughs> so you mentioned something in there that I'm sure some people in the audience are curious about that responsive desire. Mm, thank you. Yes, yes. We should probably clarify that. Yes. So usually in most partnerships, there seems to be someone who has very spontaneous desire and someone who has very responsive desire. Now you can definitely get to responsive desire folks together, but we, we do see a fairly gendered difference oftentimes that men do tend to be spontaneous. They're just horny all the time. So for everyone, 75%. Yes. But now responsive desire is the, the flip side of that. It's the, you've got to have something happen to get you turned on. But the, the idea of having to kind of let your defenses down and give in a little bit before you can get turned on, I think is a hard concept for some mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to notice for yourself that there needs to be some transition time for responsive desire. So, uh, you know, if you are in the middle of a task and your partner initiates with you, they're most likely going to hear, no, I'm busy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, I like to think of it as um, spontaneous desire is more like a microwave and responsive desire is more like an oven, right? So if you want microwave popcorn, what do you do? You go to the cupboard, you grab it, you pop it in the microwave, you hit the popcorn button, ding, you're eating popcorn. That is spontaneous desire. And then let's talk about responsive desire. and how, and what that would mean if you're actually going to bake something in the oven, right? That means you have to think about what recipe 
you want to use. You have to find the recipe. You have to make the ingredient list. You have to go to the store. You have to get all of those ingredients. You got to come home. You got to prep those ingredients. Oh, you got to preheat the oven. You got to turn it on to the right temperature. Wait for that to be ready. And then you get to put your food in the oven and bake it. See the difference? Yes. yes. <laughs> that is a perfect, perfect analogy. Thank you. I think that really resonates with people because mm-hmm. we've all been there, right? Yeah. Um, it's being responsive doesn't necessarily mean more work. I think that if you ha- are in a partnership where you have a, a, a spontaneous and a responsive partner, it's up to you both to learn about each other's sexual response. Yeah. That way you can find middle ground. You can find a balance and it really does become easier to navigate that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had to do that in my own relationship, balancing that out. I mean, we definitely had the hot and heavy time early where my responsive, you know, sexual response cycle was not as a parent, you know, we just had that new relationship energy. Mm -hmm. And as my libido has slowed down a little bit and I've explained to him the difference between reactive and spontaneous desire, or he's, you know, edited my podcast and <laughs> heard me talk about it too. That right. is the one thing about having him do that is that he learns a lot about relationships right. and intimacy just by doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he even now like uses that language. Mm-hmm. He'll say like, okay, so let me see what I've got to do here with your responsive desire to get you turned on for the day. But like, he really does he does the things like kissing me consistently through the day. Mm-hmm. You know, we have physical touch. He, you know, we have physical touch even in public. Um, he, he does the little things here and there to show how interested he is in me and how much he wants me. I feel mm-hmm. desired yeah. by him so that whether it's by the end of the day or sometimes it's even first thing in the morning, I am not having nearly as many struggles this early on in the relationship as I have in previous relationships. Yeah. Like, as you say, like relationships don't come with a guidebook. Yeah. I, I didn't have that knowledge for myself. Yeah. I really like to uh, let my couples know that like, look, I'm not here to bring the responsive person all the way over to the spontaneous side. And I'm not here to bring spontaneous all the way over to responsive. We're going to find a balance Mm -hmm. and I teach you how to do that. And so this is going to be a kind of a common thread throughout our retreat. We're going to talk about this a lot because it's that important. It's that important to understand how to navigate, talk about it, uh, and then put it into action, right? And it's not just something that's going to happen overnight. You have to practice at it. So we're going to teach you how to practice that. Yeah, absolutely. I am so looking forward to this retreat. Like Me too. Uh, Me too. Helping couples change their lives and change the trajectory of their relationship brings me so much joy. Me too. Um, whenever my Whenever we're introducing ourselves to someone and, and I'm with my husband and like, they ask me what I do. I say, oh, I'm a sex coach. And then they're like, oh, you know, people have different reactions. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, my husband always chimes in and says, she has saved so many marriages. I couldn't be happy. Or I, I couldn't be prouder of her. And I'm just like, oh, that's so sweet and true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Aww. I love that. I love yeah. that. How long have you been married? 
we just celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary mm -hmm. um and next year we'll be together for 10 years nice nice yep. and in that time yes he has seen you or heard you save a lot of marriages so <laughs> yep <laughs> I, that's matthew's very 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 supportive of what i do and he's very much the same about you know, bragging on me and you know making sure that good. yes yes and he also kind of, I think, helps take some of the awkwardness out of mm -hmm. it for some people. Um, right. so, you know, in Vegas, in, in some situations, was asked what I do, and he just chimes right in. It's just like she's amazing, and she helps people with their love lives. Oh, he's just the best. But isn't that doesn't isn't that a great feeling to have someone that not only gets what we do, but absolutely one hundred percent supports it? And yep. yeah. We got the good ones. We got some they, good ones. They, I mean, they help us really, they help us be better coaches because they're kind of our guinea pigs at times. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a multitude see, of things. You know, yeah. Gonna try this new toy, you know, meet me in the bedroom at 10. Like we're gonna, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got it. I got some fun things to try out. And then my husband's always game. He is a um, he's an anything, everything kind of lover. So, uh, I can rely on that. Mm -hmm. My lovely, amazing new husband is a little more vanilla than I am. So we don't get to play with as much of the kink stuff as mm -hmm. I might like, but I'm also mm -hmm. not, I'm not here to try to bring him into mm -hmm. the world of, you know, spanking and flogging and things yeah. like that. I've got friends I can go play with if I want to, but mm -hmm. like, I give him the space to see things and explore things. I took him for his first dungeon trip right before oh, we went good. to Vegas. He loved it, but he just oh, realized that go. voyeurism is probably mm. more of his thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's like, I, I didn't actually, I, I'm, yeah, I'm more of a voyeur than an exhibitionist. I like to just sit and watch people get flogged. There are some <laughs> things that I see, yeah. like the canes and stuff. I'm like, Ooh, ah, ooh cause I, I, can feel it in my body too while I'm yeah. watching it, but the stingy stuff, all that stuff, I, I'm just like leaning in watching, and mm -hmm. um, and I found him leaning in watching too, and then you know <laughs> he's leaning over asking questions and stuff, but like, you know, he's so open minded to at least see it and mm -hmm. understand it, yeah. and I think that's the thing for a lot of couples too is that you don't necessarily need to be so open minded that you're willing to try everything. But you should be open-minded enough to learn about everything because mm -hmm. there's definitely stuff out there that, you know, we have each learned about and gone like, cool, not for yep. me, yep. but we at least know the ins and outs of how it might work. But there's so many things out there that couples have kind of kept behind closed doors because mm -hmm. of their early context and conditioning that told them that good girls don't do that. Right. Um, that's dirty. That's disgusting. That's deviant. Mm -hmm. But if they would just learn about it or maybe even see it in practice and then mm -hmm. check in with their body, what's that visceral reaction? Like, is that like, Ooh, I'm so not into this or oh, that mm, that's kind of oh, interesting. Something's what's happening. happening? <laughs> yeah. Some wheels are churning in there. <laughs> we need to talk about what's happening mm -hmm. in the body. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, you know, that's something to work on this retreat, we're not going to necessarily bring out the whips and the floggers right. <laughs> and make you try something, 
but we are going to hopefully expose people to some things that they've either been too shy or too scared of or too ashamed of to even have a conversation about. Right. But we're also going to create a really welcoming, non-judgmental environment where you can ask us questions, ask as many questions, ask detailed questions if you want to help you better learn about something. And I think that a lot of people just haven't been put in that position to feel comfortable to ask questions about stuff like this. Who do I even ask? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a real bonus. Yeah. Cause it's sex is not something you ever go to your doctor, (laughs) whether it's an OBGYN or a family practitioner Mm -hmm. and ask about, I mean, medically they may have some answers for you. Right. But, and even for therapists, a lot of therapists don't have the sexology training unless they've continued on and become, you know, specifically focused in that area. Most therapists don't have sex Mm -hmm. education as part of their just general education requirements. Right. They refer to me, which is great. Exactly. Same. All right. So we've been talking about this retreat, but let's talk about the where (laughs) and the when, um, you can certainly check the show notes, of course, because we'll have a link in there for you, but this retreat is going to be April 24th through the 29th of 2023. So what is that? Just five months away now at this point. Um, and we are going to be in Puerto Vallarta at the Marival Armory. Mm -hmm. I say that right. I think so. Ah, it's a beautiful, all-inclusive resort. It is on the beach. It is just outside of Puerto Vallarta. And we have uh, a very interesting little excursion planned for one night called Rhythms of the Night. You can check that out online. Uh, But we do have a website that you can visit, not only to get some more information about the retreat and to see if this is right for you, uh, but we have an interest form that you can fill out. So you can visit our retreat website. It is rejuvenateintimacy.com. This is where you're going to find more detailed information about the retreat uh, in more detail than what we could get into in this podcast episode. Um, You're going to be able to see um, our faces, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? I think Mm -hmm. it's important to see what we look like. You now know what we sound like. Mm -hmm. And there's links to um, both of our individual private practice websites. You can check us out individually. Um, And at the bottom of the website, you are going to see a link that says complete interest form. Just click on that. It's going to take you to a separate page um, where you're just going to answer just a few simple questions for us about your relationship so we can get a good gauge um, on if this is a good fit for you and your relationship and if this is a good retreat for you to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll either I, Christine, or Kristen will get back to you and we will move forward with booking you for the retreat. And I do want to say that the retreat cost does include your full stay at the resort, mm-hmm. all-inclusive. So that also covers your food and beverage. Yeah. Um, the main thing that you're going to pay outside of the retreat cost is your airfare mm-hmm. to get to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And this, um, your retreat fee also covers airport transportation to and from. So it's about, I want to say like 45 minutes to an hour drive from the airport. So we will have transportation for you 
Um, anything else that that covers? Thank you for bringing that up mm -hmm. that, you know, we want you to know that the, the fee that we charge really covers everything. You're not paying that fee to just us and then paying for the hotel and everything else. That yeah. It's a freaking deal. It is a freaking deal. You're getting two world-class coaches for yep. five days. Yep. And a beautiful, beautiful beachside resort that has so, wonderful reviews. And you're taking home so many tools to put in your relational toolbox. Mm -hmm. As well as some actual tools yes. <laughs> to put in your quote unquote <laughs> toolbox. We're going to have, we're definitely reaching out to some companies and going to have some lovely gift boxes for you upon arrival. Um, you know, think lube, think toys, think, uh, you know, something may be involving a little bit of bondage. Who knows? We're gonna have a little bit of something in there for everyone. In fact, we we're most likely also going to do a bit of a, a choice on your box that maybe if you're a little kinkier you can choose box a if you're a little more vanilla you can maybe choose box b um you know we certainly don't want to put things in it that might scare you but we also don't <laughs> right. want to put things in it that are boring for you either right. so right but we'll have some goodies for you upon arrival <laughs> but i i have to just say to the listeners like y'all christine is an amazing coach and i am i feel very very honored to Oh, be your, not only your colleague, but like your co-host for this retreat, you're lovely and amazing. And I am so glad that Dr. Patty Britton introduced us. I know I feel exactly the same way. And there really isn't another sex coach that I want to do this retreat with. And I'm so honored that mm. you chose me and let's change some lives. Hell Yes. And cheers to many more. Hopefully this yes. is just the first oh, right. of many retreats. And we'll pick some, I don't know. I, I want to go to like Greece and like Iceland and I don't know, Barbados. Who knows? We'll, we'll travel the world trying to <laughs> save relationships. Let's Absolutely. do it. Well, Christine, I would love for the people to still be able to find you. We've already mentioned our, our website for our retreat, um, which I, again, I'll have in the show notes. But how do folks find you online? Go to my website, doyoursexlifeafavor.com, and you can also listen to my podcast, So I Married a Sexologist, which you can find on almost any podcast platform. Um, I do a podcast with my comedian husband. We have lots of fun, but we also educate. And uh, follow me on Instagram at sexcoachchristine. Well, as always, it's been my pleasure to talk with you. And so fun. Thank you so much for having me back. I can't wait to give you a big hug in person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes or stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the Dirty Bird. If you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to, please subscribe to that list. Send me an email, Kristen at Open the Doors Coaching, if you have a question, want to book a session, or want more information on my upcoming workshops. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.